the days are gone. Sorry. <laughs> and and what happened? Uh, well, what, what makes you no longer hot? I don't know. I guess I spit out a bit. Well, she spit out a baby, and then, well, <laughs> you spit out a baby. You spit out spit a baby. <laughs> that's acceptable. In one way, or, in one way or another, that's, I did. That's acceptable. Apparently, with uh, Apple, they've got the new pregnant man emoji on Apple. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't see that. No, yeah. but I think I've seen it. <laughs> it they, they took the gun emoji off yeah. because, you know. Gun violence. That's that's dangerous. But uh, <laughs> I think they replaced it with a pregnant man emoji. I don't even know how that works. I don't even know that I want to talk about it. You ever just, you <laughs> I'm uncomfortable talking about it. I'm very uncomfortable <laughs> talking about pregnant men, you know, despite the fact that it's not possible. Well, but, you ever just look at someone and, and say, like, that's the sperm that won. That one is the yeah, one that won. Yeah. The, it won the race. I mean, the seriously? Race. I mean, what? I don't know. Do you know we're we're live, by the way? Oh, I didn't. Know that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. This, is a, this is a great start. <laughs> Oops! If you're listening, you're like, oh, thank Christ, that guy's not by himself anymore. It's so boring. Hair and him drone on and on and on. So for about on. ten minutes before we were talking about sperm. <laughs> hey, we're back. Welcome to the Ketogenic Bodybuilding Podcast. I'm your host Rob Goodwin, and joining me today, thank God. Uh, is the one, the only Jason Marlowe. He's my training partner and uh, on again, off again co-host. Say hello, Jason. Hello, Jason. And also with me is uh, also on again, off again uh, <laughs> co-host Ryan Gant, who is a coach trainer, uh, also available to coach and train online. He's also a NPC physique competitor in the men's physique category. And uh, so he's got plenty of experience and uh He's also filled head to toe with nearly as much bullshit as I am. So, how's it going, folks? Hello, Ryan. <laughs> um, hey, you know what? Before we start, I mentioned it in the previous podcast that I did yesterday, but we have a sponsor. Yes. We <clears throat> actually made it. We're legit now. We're not just making up sponsors. We have an actual <laughs> yeah. legit one that, like, truly does want to sponsor this shit show and, and is actually making a contribution. So if you want an amazingly fantastic quality product and you want to support the podcast, this podcast, I love saying this, is brought to you by Manscaped. Do we all know who Manscaped is? is of course we do. Company. Yeah, if you're not love if you it. don't know who Manscaped is, you've been living in a fucking barn for the last 10 years. But Manscaped is uh, the best world heavyweight champion in men's below the waist as well as other areas from head to toe, champions of the world in uh, personal grooming. Their precision-engineered uh, trimmers and tools are the best, especially for the family jewels, and that's, that's a fact. I actually have the 3.0, and we are all stoked that we're all getting the lawnmower 4.0. <laughs> Ladies, you can use it too if that just strikes your fancy. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I think I said it yesterday, you know, you... As much as guys need, I mean, come on, if you're listening to this, you have at least some level of interest in bodybuilding, you know, fitness, hardcore, you know, strength training, whatever. So you're probably already shaving your shit. And even if you're just a normal guy or gal, I'll bet you unless it's, you know, you're still living in the 1970s, I'll bet you have a strong desire to keep that shit tidy. And if you don't, guys, you should. Your your significant other will thank you. And ladies, this makes a fantastic gift because... Uh, if you're thinking to yourself, hmm, I think I'd like that for my man, then uh, hey, you know, go to manscaped.com and hit the, uh, when, once you purchase whatever you'd like, just throw in the coupon code KGB20 at checkout and you will get not only 20% off your entire purchase, but you get free shipping. And I love free shipping. So 
You can get the best trimmers in the world, and they're safe for your nether regions and everything else from head to toe. And uh, I'm telling you right now, I use them nearly every day, and especially right before a competition when you got to be smooth as a baby's ass up on stage. And uh, again, my wife is thrilled that I use them. So uh, anyway, so go to manscaped.com. I suggest the Performance Package 4.0. You get all kinds of cool shit, uh, even even a pair of limited edition boxers, which we've all got coming, by the way. Oh, awesome. Really? Yeah. And uh, we get the uh, the, the ball uh, deodorant, so the boys yeah. smell fresh as a yeah. daisy uh, anytime throughout the day. So, like, we just finished a grueling leg workout. I have to probably believe that our junk is not smelling fresh right now. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking forward to getting the... Uh, You're the, making me uncomfortable, Rob. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting... Come on, let, let, let's all face it. Who wants smelly junk, right? Right. I mean, am I, am I wrong here? So we've got that covered. You've got that covered now at manscaped.com. Once again, code KGB20 at checkout. Support the podcast. Support this excellent company and go buy some cool shit. Okay. Onward. So what's going on? Um, well, it's been a minute since we've been here. Or since I know, since all here. three of us have been here. Yeah. You know how Together. bored I've been doing this shit by myself, <laughs> trying to hold down this fucking fort? <laughs> well, life gets in the way sometimes. It, yeah, it, it does get in the way. It does get in the way. I've got, uh, this has been a hell of a week for podcasting. Um, I was, uh, and I wanted to mention this yesterday. I wanted. Uh, I was a guest on uh, Chris Crow- Crowley's um, new YouTube channel, uh, on Monday, on Valentine's Day, I think. Was it oh. Monday, Valentine's Day? Yeah, yep. we did that mm-hmm. podcast, and I was thrilled to be a guest on his show. Um, uh, so check that out. And uh, that uh, the name of that show on YouTube is Fatty to Natty Bodybuilder. And Chris is one of my clients. And uh, he just became a, a pro in the natural bodybuilding world. So congratulations awesome. to him. Congratulations, and, uh, dude. Yeah, man. He's, he kicked ass. And he's got a great story, and we had a great time chit-chatting. And then yesterday, I did a podcast, uh, episode 25, and uh, so that's up there. Check that out. And then um, today, we have this podcast, which we're going to do our Exquisite Bullshit Awards. And then later today at at, uh, 3 o'clock, I'm going to be the guest on a uh, YouTube show called In Liberty and Health, where I'm going to be alongside of two giants in the industry, Rob, Rob Wolf. And um, Dr. Sean Baker, and uh, I don't think either one of these guys need any introduction if you've been at all involved in the ancestral health community, the paleo keto world, the primal world, then you know who these guys are. Rob Wolf is one of the reasons I started eating this way, and Sean Baker is a badass living off, you know, basically ribeyes. Ribeyes. So, <laughs> and fucker will deadlift 600 pounds, and he set a record on the C2 rower, and he's an, a year older than my old ass. So, Really, really looking forward to that, and uh, I'll be giving you, uh, I'll be letting you guys know when that airs and how you can check that out. So, anyway, I'm terrified of that. Yeah. I mean, these guys are these guys are big dogs, well, and then there's okay. me. Yeah, the you other know, Rob. <laughs> I, I actually had to email the host Kyle, and I said, "Are you sure you got this right? I think you sent me the wrong link. You sent me the wrong Zoom link for this." Uh, and uh, I got I got to tell a funny story. You know, um, I don't know if Ryan was here when I told it. Uh, my wife is like, oh, are you excited about the show with Rob Wolf and uh, Sean Baker? I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of terrified, but I'm really looking forward to, to chatting it up with these guys. I think the world of them. And 
I said, I'm kind of worried that I don't belong. And she, she said, uh, you know what, honey, these guys shit just like everybody else. And I said, yeah, that's true. But these guys shit PhDs. <laughs> that's and I'm true. just a knuckle dragging Neanderthal bodybuilder meathead. So, uh, but hopefully I, I think our worlds will collide. And I kind of think of what I do is almost kind of a hybrid, you know, like if you took Rob Wolf's ancestral health, keto, paleo background, and then added that to Dr. Sean Baker's, you know, hardcore, over the top, you know, meat carnivore lifestyle. And then these two collide and then, you know, get involved in a, you know, a bad gamma ray accident. Then that spouts <laughs> out me. So, so that's, that's kind of where we are. Um, anyway, so I'm excited about that. You guys know. I mean, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Rob and Sean, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Definitely Sean. Definitely Sean Baker. Uh, I followed him for a long time. Yeah, Sean's great. And uh, he's, you ever watch some of his Instagram shit? The guy's hilarious. Yeah. Love it. Not only the a video, but he's hilarious. The and, videos of him watching vegans oh, yeah, eat. Oh, yeah. Uh, his Stitch videos where like he's just sitting those, there eating a freaking bloody ribeye while some vegan is like preparing lunatic a fruit steak is, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Like the, this one dude took like a slice of watermelon or something like that and just sauteed it. And all this weird sauce like yes it tastes just like steak my ass it does and he, he doesn't say a word he just eats his steak and makes these hilarious facial expressions so um is it sean baker 1967 is i think his is his instagram and, and rob wolf needs no uh introduction he's been one of the leaders in the paleo keto world literally for 15 plus years and He's one of the guys, like I said, that's responsible for bringing me in. He's hilarious and he's brilliant. So check him out too. And I look forward to rapping with these guys. I think it'll be fun. So if I find out I'm out of my league, I'll just talk like a crazy person and at least, you know, make it entertaining. So anyway, um, what else? Anything else we want to talk about before we get to the, to the, bowl, the to meat the of the show? Awards to the awards. Well, Those belt squads sucked. Oh yeah, my the, God, they were terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm still a little shaky, to be honest with you. Yeah, I was, uh, my, my legs buckled a little bit. When so I, I apologize. My voice is a little shaky. Yeah, I'm a little shaky too, man. That was that was some brutal shit. We went deep on some belt squats and had a good time. And then uh, it was a simple workout. We didn't have a ton of time, so it was just leg extensions, heavy belt squats, and leg curls. But it did the job. Very so. effective. Very effective. So here's the deal. This is called the Exquisite Bullshit Awards, and here's kind of the goal. And these are just some things that have popped up in in my universe and uh and ryan and jason have kind of contributed some of their insight and, and will continue to do so throughout the podcast today but these are things I, I first of all from the outset i want to express this i want this to be fun i'm not here to tear anybody apart i'm not here to be critical or be an asshole i want to like approach this very lightly and have fun with it. I do feel strongly about some of these things and some of these things do deserve to be brought to your attention as to how exquisitely bullshitty they are. But at the same time, you know, we're not going to mention any names. We're not going to, you know, pick on any one individual. A lot of these are just ideologies or, you know, certain marketing campaigns that we think, uh, especially in our world and the fitness nutrition world is truly exquisite bullshit. And you might want to think twice before, endeavoring into any of these things so uh anything you want to add to that before we run down the list man we should have brought a cowbell to like that you know would have what? really been a great sound effect we have for a bell somewhere do we have we have a bell i thought so we can just were, shake a dumbbell or something I don't there's got to be that. an app for that right <laughs> yeah you would think Hang so on. that would be great though that'd be a, for the uh for the winner of the each each category <laughs> it'll take too long to download <laughs> yeah it'll take too long with our wi-fi anyway okay so 
I've got a short list here. So we'll, we'll go through real quick this list. And we're, and we're literally, as always, people, we're doing this off the top of our heads. Am I wrong? Did we rehearse any of this shit? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do <No>. we ever? <laughs> I, I sent these guys a screenshot of my nominees and uh, we're just like, okay. And we met and now we're doing it. So we didn't discuss it. We didn't talk about it. So you're getting it right off the top of our heads, which is usually a lot more fun anyway. So anyway, f- first on my list of exquisite bullshit, I want to cover this and have some fun with it because uh, I probably one in every three podcasts that I do, I talk about these guys and they're what I call the diet zealots. And I, I put, I did have keto zealots, but I want to do, you know, include sort of the entire nutrition community, uh, people that are trying to push an ideology or a methodology of eating a diet or whatever, where they've packaged it and programmed it. And the thing that drives me crazy about, especially the, the keto primal ancestral health world, and especially in the keto world, after it got insanely popular back in 2015, is you get these zealots that are, they have no they have no desire to expand and evolve in the landscape. Meaning when I started creating a hybrid between hardcore bodybuilding, high intensity training and a ketogenic style primal nutrition program, you know, it kind of evolved over time and changes were made. And I'll be the first one to always say, Hey, I did this and I discovered this might not be the best approach. So now I've kind of shifted and now I'm doing this and I found this to be better for not only myself, but my clients. And then speaking of clients, and I'm sure Ryan can talk about this, and I, I want him to do so, you have 25 clients, let's say, and they all come to you and say, hey, we want to do a low-carb, keto, primal, ancestral kind of nutrition protocol in addition to our training. You know, what does that look like? There's a lot of guys and women out there that would say, oh, you want to do keto? Cool. It's 70% fat. It's uh, 30% protein or, or 25% protein and 5% carbs. And they would do that across the board, right. blanket, cookie cutter for everybody without understanding that this particular person might require a little bit more carbohydrate around training. This particular person might need a little bit more fat. This per- person may have some sensitivities to super high protein. So you got to turn the knobs and pull mm-hmm. the levers to adjust it to the individual's personal needs. And you guys know as, as well as I do how I've been attacked by people because I include some carbohydrates around my workouts. Mm-hmm. And I throw in that refeed day of a, a high carbohydrate day to sort of replenish my glycogen and prepare for the following week of hard training. I get railed all the time for that. And as you know, I don't give two shits because these zealots, what they're doing is physique speak for themselves, right? What they're doing is, is they have branded themselves as being this one thing and Mm. their feet, they fear that if they stray away from this one thing, that they'll lose customers and lose followers where from the outset, we have always said, we're just going to tell you what we think truly works right. uh, under this umbrella of lower carb, ancestral, ketogenic style nutrition, period. Yeah. And if you look at, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to let Ryan talk in a second because he's got experience with clients. If you look at all of my clients, their, their caloric ceilings are different. Their macro distribution is different. Some of them may be similar, but everybody's a little bit different. And in terms of physique competition, I've had you know a dozen people stand on stage in the last year and you know, I truly believe that in order to bring your best look, and Ryan will definitely agree with this, you need to deplete and then carb up mm-hmm. right before you step on stage to give you that real vascular, pumped, dry, striated look. 
And uh, but there are some people out there that can't even tolerate that. I, I had a woman that c- could not tolerate 10 grams of carbs in any way, shape or form. And I had to, you know, before the show, I did literally a fat load and a caloric load, hmm. which actually worked pretty good. Now, this is not the norm. She's kind of the, the outlier. But the fact remains is everybody's individual needs and goals are different. And the last thing I want to say about zealots, and I'll let you guys talk and give me your opinion, is those same people out there that are pushing this cookie cutter ideology. And I've always said this. There's a difference between this works really well. You know, like this guy or a woman that even may even compete in the you know, the physique competition world may say, oh, I don't use any carbs because carbs are evil and, and I'm, a, I'm a keto girl or I'm a keto guy. <laughs> so they'll live, they'll ride that damn poor ragged horse all the way to the stage and they may look good, but then my reply to them would be, would be hey, you looked great. However, you if better. you'd have done this, you could have looked better. So there's a difference between what works well and what is optimal, mm-hmm. right? Oh, does that, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. So that that's why I feel about it. So for me, diet zealots that put push a blanket ideology, a one size fits all cookie cutter ideology, those people are exquisite bullshit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thoughts? Absolutely. And I mean, you kind of hit the na- the nail on the head there too. Whenever you're kind of uh, you're so point blank on like this is the way or the highway kind of mentality i mean you're not doing your job as a coach right because you're not taking the individual's needs into consideration you're just trying to push and make a quick buck 100%. that's that's the way i look at it 100 percent. i mean when you prescribe macros to your clients do you say it's these are the percentages it's set in stone you know you, some of these people could literally write a nutrition plan with a post-it note yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it, I don't it's this to- percentage this percentage this percentage this many calories go yeah. yeah. And I mean, generally, for what I do is for the first couple of weeks, I tell them like, all right, I don't really I want you to start making health conscious decisions and start eliminating, eliminating the things that you know that you need to eliminate out of your diet. Um, and uh, where I was going with that. I told you Just, you shouldn't have smoked that blood. Right I shouldn't have. Little, Son of a little, bitch. A little jumpy. But... <laughs> what was says, I just thinking? Ryan says, saying? I'm going to drink a bunch of coffee for the podcast so because I'm, I'm tired. That fucker can't even know... Doesn't even know what he said 10 seconds ago. I got a six-month-old. <laughs> for me, like... How back. long are you going to milk that baby thing? I, I, I've got a six-month-old. Dude. But, I got a 286-month-old. Uh, no, but I had a point with that. What was I saying? For real. What was I saying? Okay. D- come on. You tell... You Dial it in, man. What's your point? I'm sure it was going to be a good point. We it was a good point. Um, but based off where they're at, I set a caloric ceiling. I tell them to track for two weeks just to kind of see like how many calories they have, that sort of thing. Um, and then based off that two weeks, then we start to, what you got there? A rice cake. <laughs> you that can't. son of a bitch is eating carbs? <laughs> he ain't keto. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> But I always tell them, beet and greens, you can't go wrong for those first two weeks. And then we kind of adjust the macros accordingly based off those, those two weeks. Yep. I remember that. back in like, was it 2015, 2016 when we had that keto camp thing here? You know, mm-hmm. no one had a clue. what You could say the word keto. Nobody had an idea. Right. Now it's almost synonymous with like slim fast. I mean, yep. you go to any shelf in the grocery store, you see keto ketchup i mean it's, it's all the way down to everything and they, they've labeled it as a brand not right. as a you know an, a way of eating it's and, and they make that brand high fat because yeah. and i always say this and, and if you're out there 
and you're consuming high fat, moderate protein, low carb, and you're kicking ass, continue to do that. Because that's the one thing about me. One of the reasons I'm really excited about doing the podcast with Rob Wolf and Sean Baker today, I think here are two other guys that would agree with me in saying, if it works for you, Mm -hmm. do it. And they're also two guys that 100%, because I've seen it, will definitely step up and say, I've changed my opinion on this. I've changed my approach on this. I have evolved. You know, when Raw Wolf came out, he was the paleo guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, he set the standard. New York Times bestseller. And then he shifted to more keto. And then he shifted to it's all about carb sensitivities. And, you know, he's got this cool thing in his book uh, about this 10-day carb test where, you like, like Ryan was just talking about, you kind of determine over time if that caloric ceiling works for you based on your goals and then what adjustments have to be made, what needs to be excluded, what can be added in to be optimal. So you you gotta be able to change on the fly. Yeah, you gotta be able to change on the fly. And these people have, you know, the like Jason was saying, the keto world now is it's high fat, moderate protein, low carb, and that's it. And that's it. And, but the reason that works is because yummy gooey fat is an easy sell. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. if, if, that's why yeah, I that, don't have a million followers. Yeah, because, that keto cookie makes a, a lot of money. Yeah, that, that keto cookie, those keto brownies. Because if I tell you, now we're you know eight weeks out from your goal, now we're gonna have to dial some of this back, and you're gonna hate your damn life for the next few weeks if you really want to look this good. That's not an easy sell. They're like, right. whoa, you know, you didn't tell me I had to freaking suffer at this shit. Well, yeah, you do. Yeah. But a lot of these zealots out there are telling people. It's easy and works like magic, and it's yummy, yummy, yummy all day long. You don't have to count calories. You just eat all this yummy, gooey fat and have the keto cheesecake, and you'll just get shredded, which is exquisite bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So People are afraid of hard work. Yeah. The magic pill. But we yeah. got a good phrase for you. Diamonds are formed under pressure. That's very good. That's very good. <laughs> and what was the other one? A, a former gym owner told me, and it was brilliant. He said, uh, rough waters make strong timber meaning mm. the waves crashing against the wood of a ship mm-hmm. will make the wood stronger over time. Oh, I like I, it. I, that always stuck with me. So, Did you want to add anything more to that? Because you made a great point. Well, I mean, I was just and that, then I that, fucked that. it a lot better. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, for me, like personally going through it, it's easy. I mean, if I'm in a quick hurry, I mean, you know, it's easy to grab something. But it's always you've always told me to eat clean. You know, eat food that's natural. You know, eat eggs, eat meat. Um, you know, if there's something that I just, you know, I can't obviously get to anything, I'll look for something, you know, as low carb as possible or something that'll label keto, go through and look for something as a snack, uh, you know, but I don't use that as my daily diet. Right. So, yeah. All right. Does that cover keto zealots? I think it does. I think so. I I guess we can't. And that's, that's on the other end of the spectrum too. You get those high carb guys too. Oh yeah. Try to, you know. I mean, that's the world I lived in back in the nineties, you know, high carb, high protein, low fat. And then I had to make that switch. So, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I did. Um, next up on the list, I don't think it really needs a whole lot of explanation, but we're going to have some fun with it anyway. And that is Planet Fucking Fitness. <laughs> if, they, they had pizza last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If Planet Fitness is the only gym you have in your town or that's close to you and that's your only option, I do not fault you for going there. I get it. I even had a recent client. I said, are you in a well-equipped gym? And her reply was, I have, I'm close to a Planet Fitness. And I said, we can work with that. That's fine. Well, yeah, You can get a good workout at Planet Fitness. <laughs> but come <laughs> on. Their whole marketing of no judgment zone. Do we, I've, do we even need to talk about how hypocritical this is? <laughs> you, know, you walk in there with a gallon jug that's full of a colored liquid and they'll throw your ass out. If you train hard and make any noise, they throw your ass out. No barbells, no dumbbells over a certain weight. I mean, yeah. 
Is there anything more hypocritical and judgmental than the way they point out to anybody who truly wants to be their best and work hard somehow needs to be shamed for that? Well, I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to take the different approach here. As far as marketing, it's a brilliant, gen- they're genius. Oh, it's, it's a brilliant yeah, business yeah. idea. <laughs> it's definitely a business. It's not to make people healthy. I think what you're going to see with everything on our list, they're all potential money makers. Oh, yeah. And we're calling mm-hmm. them out for, you know, preying on people's vulnerability mm-hmm. and misunderstanding of, of this culture. Yeah. Excuse me. And they're making a profit of it. I mean, 10 bucks a month. Yeah. You know, got to be on a credit card. Right. I mean, I know for myself, I've got things that are six, eight, ten bucks a month, and I never cancel them because I say, well, it's only ten bucks. Yeah. And I'll probably use it again. Yeah. And that's the mentality. They use it in January and February, then they quit. And then they then never they, come back and they, they never think to cancel. They pump you full of pizza and donuts. They pump you full of pizza and donuts. And you know <laughs> and it's just but it's the insanity of we are not a judgment zone. We we don't judge you unless you train hard, have serious goals, work your ass off, suffer then you are an intimidating, you know, meathead, lunkhead, asshole. Bully. Bully. Yeah. Which, you know, the, the truth is some of the most helpful understanding people you'll ever meet is the big guy in the back doing deadlifts mm-hmm. who understands the process and would be more than happy to come out and help. You guys know who Joey Swole is? Absolutely. Joey Swole. I wish I knew what his real name was because Swole sounds ridiculous, but it's working for him. Yeah. Joseph. Uh, dude is in ridiculous shape. Super cool dude. Great presence online. But he's got TikTok videos where, you know how people will go into a gym and, and film somebody that they think is doing something wrong right, yeah. to make fun of them. Yeah. Well, Joey mm-hmm. Swole will then take that video and basically tell the person that made the video what a fucking asshole they are mm-hmm. for pointing that person out when they're just there to try to better themselves. And instead of making a video that you can get likes off of, why don't you walk too. over and help them out? Yeah. yeah. Or, or you can just go train and not take or, a video. Or you could just mind your own fucking business and go do your own thing. <laughs> Either one of the two would be acceptable. But, you know, people, when I was managing health clubs and working in big commercial health clubs, people would say, oh, I don't want to go in there. It's full of nothing but fit people. And my reply would always be, mm, the deal is, is when you walk in and look in that gym full of 200 people, you're just focusing in on the really fit people. Right. If you really looked at, at it objectively, you'd see that it's tons of normal people just like you who are trying to make a change and, and do something for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Planet Fitness, this whole no judgment zone where they're going to glorify being mediocre and being less than unreal and that any sort of a aesthetically driven physique goal, physique goal is you know frowned upon. frowned upon or a bad thing or you know too prideful or you know, narcissistic and shallow well fuck them i mean come on we're, we're i mean the three of us work our asses off and we always have to fight and work at this and i know any of the three of us if somebody were in distress and needed help we'd be the first ones to help them absolutely mm-hmm. so planet fitness is bullshit of you know, gonna, we're going to reward you for being less than average. Now that is is judgment towards people who are really trying to do something something good for themselves, right. and it is exquisite bullshit. Yep. You want to add to that, or is that just <laughs> that? <I'm>... <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not a lot to be said that, but I mean, I, I mean, you know, you think about the people who do, and actually, the one one thing I would bring up is like, okay, say say you do decide you're going to make a life change, and you all you have is a Planet Fitness, you go there. Obviously, you're there because you've been tempted by carbs or whatever your entire life, like me. 
and you know you go through you've spent it's your first week you've spent um, you know an hour on the treadmill you've walked four miles you've burned 400 calories let's say you get off the treadmill they're gonna lay a nice big pizza out right in front of you oh, to yeah. tempt you even more Shit, yeah. to say, oh, you're gonna be a lifelong customer, buddy, because we're not gonna help you get thin at all. Nope. <laughs> you know, and here's some proteins, here's some shakes. No, 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 none of that stuff. Here's some pizza. So yeah. I mean, you know, like, Makes sense. like brilliant said, they're making, idea. They're making customers. They're not making. They're not making people. Diets, lighter. fitness, and nutrition is about a fifty-plus billion-dollar-year industry, and it has a ninety-nine percent failure rate. Right. Yeah. Why is that? Because people inevitably blame themselves. Yeah. Because, oh, I shouldn't eat the cookie, I shouldn't have had the pizza, which is true, but really you should be blaming the ineffectiveness of the technology that you're applying or the ideology that you're subscribing to. Ask questions, mm-hmm. push some boundaries, Google that shit, right. ask some pros. You know, when you see that big guy in the corner deadlifting that's got six pack abs and looks phenomenal, like, go ask him. Yeah. Don't ask the, you know, the portly trainer in the purple planet fitness shirt that doesn't have a fucking clue. Right. That's just there to literally get referrals to sell more memberships. Yeah. But most of the time, those people are more approachable because like, if you're there, you and you know, from a, a normal mindset, you're like, well, I'm, you know, that guy's probably been ripped his whole life. He probably played football. <laughs> Nobody knows that he was probably the overweight kid in school. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, everybody's got a story. Yeah, we've all been there, every one of us. So. Hell, I'm still there, fighting it every day. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, I'm in the trenches, trenches of that shit. I'm deep in the trenches right now. <laughs> okay, so I think that. That's plenty for planet shitness, right? Yep. Okay. The next one is this. I've had a couple of people, including my wife, send me basically a screenshot of some people in the industry. These people are coaches um, on varying different levels in the industry who coach people to, to work on their physiques. And there's been a couple of people that have basically written this long diatribe in their comments of a post saying, effectively, if you're not a registered dietitian or have a degree in nutrition, Mm. that you have no business training anyone Mm -hmm. to pursue their fitness goals or prescribe nutrition or diets or that sort of thing. Which, let me be the first to say, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have a degree. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have, to be a registered dietitian status. I think that's noble and I think it's great as long as you use it for good, not evil, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) because, you know, most of that factory education is just regurgitated, you know, government bullshit talking points. It's just going to keep you sick and dependent on the pharmaceutical industry, but that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I read read some of these things and my first thought was, is if I were to retort to this long-winded paragraphs of bullshit, I could literally make a list. I think off the top of my head, I said 50, but I know for a fact I came up with 25, literally off the top of my head, of crazy successful prep coaches in the fitness competitor industry who have had multiple Olympia titles under their belt, taken people to pro cards, had incredible success with clients, You know, even myself, I've taken people to the stage. Ryan has taken people to the stage. I have got uh, over five triple digit weight losses of people that I've worked with. They've lost over 100 pounds. Countless people who have lost 50 plus pounds. Major, major transformations. I am not a registered dietitian and I do not have a degree in uh, anything to do with 
the diet industry, or the, uh, diet education. You're not, so I guess I'm out then. Yeah, you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> you're screwed. Slim fast, however. <laughs> but uh, once again, again, we're just having a little bit of fun with this. But if if you are if you have a registered dietitian status, or you have a degree in some sort of nutrition or physiology or whatever, I think that's great. And I wish you nothing but the absolute best. And I would even refer people to you, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But for the love of God, do not chastise somebody for not having those same credentials. When I could count countless of coaches and trainers out there who do not have those accreditations, who are doing amazing things and have for decades. Right. Because that's exquisite bullshit if you mm-hmm. believe that horse shit. Yeah. Yeah. Zealots in themselves. Zealots in themselves. Yep. And uh, I just, when I saw these, I was like, you have got, I mean, I know people these days right now are insane mm-hmm. on a different level, you know, lately because of all the bullshit. But these people are just a different kind of fucked up narcissist to think yeah. that they're the only ones qualified to make changes. Look around, bitches. There's some incredible athletes out there who are being coached by brilliant, over-the-top brilliant coaches who do not have a degree or an accreditation in diet nutrition. And you know how they get there? They practice it themselves, and it takes years. Hard work in the trenches. Hard work in the trenches. I don't think Hani Rambod has, and I know he's not a registered dietitian, and I don't think he has a degree in nutrition. um, And he's got 20 Olympia titles under his belt. (laughs) And I can't. Even, good resume. Not bad. That's not luck. bad. Pure uh, luck. Pure yeah. luck. Uh, you know, guys like John Meadows, uh, you know, all these top coaches. I mean, there's, a, there's some incredible coaches out there that don't have these specialized degrees because they've been in the trenches for 15, 20 years. They have done their own diligent, ridiculous research and, you know, lived the life, walked the walk. They got there. They, they made their bones through sweat and iron and blood and effort and suffering and learned a little bit along the way. And then they used that information and honed it and developed it to be able to make sure that they could help somebody else do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you could look at any one of their clients or any people that they work with. They're probably the healthiest people on the planet oh, yeah. compared to, like, say, a dietitian that works for some hospital. Uh, you know, and, and again, I, I didn't want to take any of this serious, too serious. I want to keep the tone light and fun. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. No, <laughs> what I'm about Thanks to say is, is a lot more, you know, morose. But my father-in-law, uh, who passed in 2015, my wife's father, who, you know, I admired a lot. We were down in Florida when, you know, when he was passing. And uh, before we found out that, you know, he probably wasn't going to make it. At one point, we thought he might recover, and they were even, you know, flirting with the idea of him going home and see how it goes. And uh, one of the nurses said, "We want to bring the family into this little conference room because we want to bring in the hospital's dietitian to talk to you a little bit about how you should proceed with his diet once we get him home to ensure mm. that he can be as healthy as possible and hopefully recover." And this is a true story, swear to God. We got into this little room and me being who I am, I'm, you know, interested to hear because I'm kind of in, I travel in that world a little bit and in walks a woman who, when I tell you is morbidly obese, I don't think I could tell the story. I don't even think that paints the picture. Wow. This woman looks like she could have wheeled herself in there and that would have been more efficient than the way she wandered in there and shuffled in there. 
And I'm not trying to be mean, but I have to tell you in that particular instance, I stood up and I said, I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. I I will lose my fucking mind if I sit here and listen to this horse shit. And I left. I could not deal with it. And that's I'm sure that happens all the time. But, uh, you know, I often say if your trainer's fat, it's one of two things that they don't know what the hell they're doing. They have never walked the walk or. Maybe at some point they were some, you know, world record power lifter, bodybuilder, whatever athlete. And then they just said, that's enough fucking I'm getting fat, but I have a ton of knowledge. But you can ask enough questions to determine which one's which. You know what yeah. I mean? So, uh, so, yeah. So, you know, fitness professionals who say you must have a specific accreditation or degree in nutrition or you shouldn't be training clients is exquisite bullshit. Right? Yep. Yep. Anything you want to add to that? Nope. I think you got <laughs> the nail on the head there. We kind of did. <laughs> did already. <laughs> okay. The next one is this. Uh, and this one, actually, I, I shouldn't be surprised by anything anymore. But recently, and of course, this happens by people sending me this stuff. So um, I investigated it further. Shape Magazine. Shape Magazine. And, and if you want to see the proof in the pudding, just follow Shape Magazine like the the women's fitness magazine you you know those guys Mm -hmm. follow them on instagram uh and cosmopolitan is also getting into this where they are normalizing obesity and once again i'm not trying to be harsh or mean i mean you know we want to help everybody any way we possibly can there's one thing to be curvy and shapely and womanly or whatever you want to call it but it's another thing to be literally morbidly obese or classified as obese and say it's healthy and to say that it's healthy Mm -hmm. you know it's it's it'd be one thing to put someone like that on your cover and say here is so and so you know we've all you know many have been there but we're here to tell you that you can make changes and in this issue we're going to tell you about some steps you might be able to take to you know whatever whatever but to put somebody who's morbidly obese in a swimsuit or or the equivalent and talk about fat shaming and you know normalizing this and this is healthy and there's nothing wrong with this and if if you have anything against this then you're just a fat shaming misogynist asshole or whatever you know that's just insanity to me Mm -hmm. you know and again i'm not being critical there my job is to help people that you know have maybe you know gotten off into the weeds with their diet their health or whatever and then the goal is for us to turn that around and make them the best version of themselves that they can be but to say, you know, it's sort of like a, it's, it's another planet fitness thing. You know, we're going to reward lack of effort and, you know, less than mediocre behavior well, and glorify it. It's the partition trophy thing. You know, everybody, you participated, you, you thought about dieting. So here you go. Here's your trophy. You get right. a, a magazine cover. You did well for yeah. three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's the political correct bullshit mm-hmm. that has, you know, unfortunately polluted everything in this culture. And it's like you said, it's the everybody gets a trophy mentality. And this it's just exquisite bullshit. Mm-hmm. Want to add to that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we can't. I mean, you, just, you literally just said everything. Well, I mean, shit. Okay. Well, then here's what I'm going to do. I don't think you're going to have any problem talking to Rob Wolf. <laughs> no, I don't think so. This is just nervous chatter <laughs> right now. I don't even know what the hell I said. Um <laughs> Then I'll let you kick off the next one, and because you brought it to my attention anyway, and you threw this one into the nominees, and that's the people that say 
whatever, whatever, whatever I ate, whatever, as long as it fits your macros. Yeah. Well, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> bullshit. So I have, I have well, a client in, in particular, a uh, weight loss client. And well, speaking to anybody that kind of has this mentality, um, if you had the mentality that if you're under your caloric ceiling and as long as it fits your macro, your macros, you should reach a certain goal at a certain amount of time, right? That's not going to happen if you say you your caloric ceiling 1750 or something like that and you're at 1500 and a thousand of that's a Snickers bar. Right. <laughs> and you sit for three-fourths of the day. Right. You're not going to make too much, too many changes, when, especially when it comes to a physique standpoint. Correct. So, I mean. What, what about if my caloric ceiling is 2,000 calories and 1,800 is liquor? <laughs> <laughs> you might need to go to AA. <laughs> Just curious. You asking, need, asking for a friend. You need a 12-step program, <laughs> not, not a trainer or, or, or someone in nutrition. My, here's, here's my thing. Now, there are people out there that I respect greatly. And, you know, it, even within the circles that I run in that will say it's 100% calories in, calories out. And while I begin everything I do with energy balance, calories in, calories out, it is not 100%. Right. Absolutely not. There, there is a, there, there is hormonal things that come into play that you have to account for. And somebody out there is going to shake their head no and tell me I'm fucking crazy or whatever. But I have had, uh, it's never been a male client, but I have had two female clients and a friend of my family who I worked with in detail. And I know for a fact that their compliance was outstanding and they were in a deep caloric deficit and they couldn't drop a damn pound mm -hmm. no matter what for months. And then after getting a shitload of blood work done, including some additional blood work they don't usually test, we found out that they were just a complete metabolic hormonal nightmare. Mm -hmm. And once those changes were put into place and those corrections were made, then it, things began to happen. So I truly believe that. And there's also quality, physique quality and muscle quality. If you have somebody like Ryan said on a 1,750 calorie caloric ceiling and you've determined by running the numbers and, and you know trying it for a couple of weeks that a deficit for them would be 1,400 and nothing is happening, or if they choose to consume that 1,400 calories from fast food and booze and Snickers bars, then... Yeah. The quality of that physique is going to suffer greatly. There is no. Why am I not putting on muscle? Right, right. I'm working not, out. Why am I not building muscle? Weight is not weight is not weight. You know, when people often say to me, "Hey, I lost ten pounds." For those people that I kind of have an idea aren't doing it right, they're just eating salads and walking around the mall. I'll say, "Okay, great. Ten pounds of what?" Mm -hmm. And they don't know, right? Because it could be three pounds of fat, it could be four pounds of muscle, and it could, the rest could be water, or vice versa, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the one benefit that we have by working in the bodybuilding and physique competitor community is, is we know that there's, you know, you can definitely classify the quality of lean mass that you either put on or take away. So if you take a physique competitor and you take them through a prep and you have two people with identical metabolisms, same height, same weight, same age, same gender. Well, and you put one on, you know, 2,300 calories of, you know, higher protein, moderate fat, low carb, and you put the other one on the same exact caloric intake of cheeseburgers and 
potato chips, mm-hmm. the physiques are going to be completely different. Yeah. The, the, and that's kind of my point is they're wondering why their physique isn't looking a certain way right. whenever they are eating the what? complete wrong thing. 60 years. Especially, especially whenever, you, I mean, some someone like me, like I tell them like, hey, this is why you're not looking this way. And then they just don't make the change. Yeah. It's it's just my bar. So is me. it fair to say it's a spectrum? So like, okay, it, let's say I weighed 600 pounds. <clears throat> if I stopped eating three pizzas a day and went to two, that's a caloric deficit. So I would probably lose weight. You would lose but the weight. Closer, the closer you get to a lower body fat percentage, the more it matters on what you in you take. Well, sure. And then yeah. again, you have to, it's, it's about, uh, pretty much at any level, really. I mean, because yeah, it's I mean, body composition. Yeah. yeah. It's body composition. Like say you start at 600 pounds, I'm still going to put you through like weight training and that sort of thing to put on muscles, muscle to burn more fat. Sort of, if yeah. somebody starves themselves to lose weight, here's what's happening. They're losing fat. They're mm-hmm. losing muscle. They're dropping water. And they're in a deep caloric deficit, and they take that too long, and they may lose 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. And it could be a division of those three things, you know, redistributed into the, to those three factors. And then inevitably, it's unsustainable. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go back to either the way they were eating, or they're going to increase calories or whatever. And then at that point, they've already burned off muscle. Mm-hmm. You're not going to re-put, you're not going to regrow muscle just by adding calories. Mm-hmm. You're only going to add more fat unless you're training your ass off. Right. And still making sure that that new caloric load is high in protein mm-hmm. to have those amino acids and uh, to help you know, grow muscle. So in- inevitably, low calorie diets that don't have the right distribution of nutrients that also don't have the strength training component, you're just taking you know, one step forward and three steps back, Right. you know, every Mm -hmm. single time. Talk to everyone who's ever done well in the physique competition world over the last 60 years. You're not going to find one that went through an entire prep eating fast food and bullshit. There are a few genetic outliers out there that can get away with more cheap meals than other people. But, uh, you know, it's got to be the right distribution of nutrients to add that quality mass to your frame to make sure that you're burning fat, retaining muscle. There's a reason why Ryan and I, when we're competing, jack the protein. And that's because when we're in that deep caloric deficit and we're losing body fat, we want to try to hold on to as much of the muscle, muscle. that we build as we can. Inevitably, you're going to burn some. Right. But we want to, But if, if we have our macronutrients distributed properly, uh, it's going to be more optimal to hang on to whatever lean mass we've built rather than burning that off in that deficit along with the fat and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's it's not just calories in, calories out. It's hormonal damage that needs to be repaired. And it also needs to be the distribution of those macros based on the goals that you have at that time, which mo- for everyone, it should be the retention of lean mass and the reduction of body fat. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What would you do for someone that you need to help reset their hormones? and their metabolism. I know what I do. I was curious as to what you do. Well, hormonal response, number one, you get so many factors, you have to look at any prescription medication they're on. It's like mm-hmm. people say, oh, hormones don't matter, really. Okay, Sally, I want you to go on a, a four-week run of prednisone. Tell me how that works out for you. <laughs> <laughs> how much weight did you lose? Yeah, how much weight did you lose, Sally? <laughs> uh, and, and again, you, you know, hormones do come into play. So if you're trying to change hormones, I talked about it in a previous podcast. What do you do? You, you have to have optimal healthy fat because they're, it's, you know, it's the precursor 
of testosterone production, you know, estrogen, all these hormonal balances, thyroid, T3, T4. You know, so, you know, if I was working with somebody, I would put them on, I would put them on a primal diet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I talk about it for, for a guy who's trying to raise his testosterone. If you have a T levels at, you know, 150 and he's like, what do I do? I'm going to say, number one, what prescription meds you on? Mm-hmm. We're going to try to reduce all, all we're going to try to take away the ones except for are absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to say we need to lift heavy things mm-hmm. frequently. You need to get quality sleep for recovery, and you need to eat lots of protein and healthy fats. Red meat, um, eggs, egg yolks, um, cholesterol is critical mm-hmm. at that point. Good, healthy cholesterol is gonna be the precursor to building you know, testosterone and, and upping your hormonal levels. So, it, like I always say, it, it's not just what you put into your body, but it's also the subtraction of the shit that you've been putting in your body that's contributing to it in the first place. Right. Yeah. And even upping the meal frequency, too. That's a big one that I like. You to know, do and that's a great point. That, that is a great point. I, I'm, we, I might even butt heads with, you know, Rob and Sean later, or they're going to agree with me and say whatever works for you. We support that. But if the goal and, and, and like I'll tell them, you know, Rob's goal has always been Rob Wolf. A health goal because mm-hmm. he got into this world because he had severe metabolic distress and he corrected it through a paleo diet and then ultimately like a keto diet and Sean to some degree as well went carnivore and corrected everything well my goal because I'm into bodybuilding and that sort of world it's aesthetically driven mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing right you know I'm not narcissistic I just it's aesthetically driven because I compete not only do I need to maintain good health, but I got to look fucking amazing, right? especially mm-hmm. on stage. So for an aesthetically driven goal, I have found that frequent eating and keeping that, those, that protein in your body every two to four hours really makes a difference in you know, the production of that aesthetically pleasing lean muscular physique. Um, when we went through that carnivore predator challenge in January, mm-hmm. which because, sucked by the way. Which sucked by the way. <laughs> I was I eating. It sucked. I, I was eating nothing but meat and eggs, and I I was decided for that month I was going to eat just instinctively when I was hungry. Mm-hmm. And then you know when you're doing that kind of a diet, you really don't get hungry anymore. Right. So I got to the point where some days I was only eating two meals a day. Well, I I think I even lost ten pounds, uh, but the quality of how my physique looked, I'll be honest with you, it suffered a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was losing really probably a little too fast, and. I was looking very flat and kind of washed out. And when I decided, you know, that I was coming off of that, I was going back to more of an aesthetically driven bodybuilding style plan. I went back to my eating every two to four hours. Mm -hmm. It's two to three for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I might've mentioned it to to you, or maybe it was Houston when I was in here a week or so ago. I said, I immediately started to feel like I was filling out in a good way tightening up, getting that fullness back, you know, sort of almost like recomping and sort of inflating. Mm-hmm. You're resetting your metabolism. Way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So when somebody is aesthetically driven, you know, <clears throat> and I don't care what anybody thinks. I mean, if you want to eat one meal a day and that works for you, great. Don't change a fucking thing. But what I found for me and for many others, if the goal is 100% aesthetically driven and you want to look the absolute best you can possibly look, I have found, and some of my clients have found that eating frequently throughout the day serves you better in that regard. Mm-hmm. That's just what I, that's just what I think. And it, yes, it's anecdotal. Yeah. I doubt there are any studies ever conducted on that. There, there's not. no, there's no literature on it. I, I would imagine, but there is literature that I talked about in a podcast and Lane Norton even brought it up that 
people in the intermittent fasting group uh, compared to the people in the more frequent eating group, and it might have been three or four meals a day. The intermittent fasting people, while both lost weight, the intermittent fasting people lost considerably more lean mass. Yeah. Strength yeah. lean mass. They yeah. lost lean mass. So I don't want to lose a damn ounce. Right, yeah. I've worked too fucking hard for it, especially at my age. So frequent eating throughout the day works for me. Is it always easy? No. Does it take a lot of work? Yes. Do I always feel like eating at that time? No. But it's that's what my goals are based on. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So is that fix that? I think, I think so. <laughs> so if it fits your macros. Oh, what I wanted to say. Um, if it fits your macros, I would correct that statement. And I've said it to many clients. Instead of saying if it fits your macros, I would reply to the client, if it fits your prescribed caloric ceiling and division of macros based on your particular goals, then yes, it will fit your macros. Mm -hmm. If those two, if all those parameters aren't in place, then no, don't eat that shit. Right. And then for me, it's easier because I give all my clients a food list mm -hmm. and it's broken down into eat this daily, eat this occasionally. And this list is almost never. Right. So all I got to do is say, is it on the list? Is it on the list, Tubby? No. <laughs> so back away from it, push it away. No. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll somebody's been kicking ass. I'll say, yeah, have a cheat. You know, yeah. go out to dinner with your wife, celebrate Valentine's Day, whatever. It's your kid's birthday. Have a slice of cake. Unless you're 12 weeks out yeah. and you've already made that decision that that's what you're going to do. So no, you can't have the cake and mm -hmm. you can't have the dinner out with your wife unless you're going out and having a piece of white fish. Right. So yeah. there's that. <laughs> All right. We got one more. We got, what is the last one? Volume. <laughs> more is better. Now, if you're listening to Slayer, <laughs> more volume is better, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, we talked about, so. how long ago did we talk about volume? Oh, the guy that said uh, 40 minutes, minutes, was 40 minutes is my warm up. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about how we did a brutal workout in, in 40 minutes. And most of our workouts are an hour or, right. or just under. And his comment was that that's crazy. You can't get any results training like that. And his warm up is 40 minutes. And we laughed and had a lot of fun with that because that's exquisite fucking bullshit. But uh, you still get a lot of the volume people out there. So, but I always say high intensity, low volume. That doesn't mean do two sets and go home. Right. Okay. The, the hardcore Mike Mentzer way. I don't do that. But I do believe that in upping the intensity, and keeping that time under tension and using those high intensity techniques like rest pause sets and drop sets and force negatives and you know keeping the rest periods a little bit more brief basically doing a, a, a like when we do like today we did legs mm -hmm. we had how many people five five five. Yeah. five people and we got through a pretty brutal leg day of very high intensity uh, belt squatting in under an hour mm -hmm. and yeah. i didn't want to do any more i did not want to do any more <laughs> so for those people that think you got to be in the gym for an hour and a half, two hours, and you got to do, you know, five sets per exercise and, you know, all these total sets and all this, you know, that, that is insane to me. Whereas if you take a particular productive compound movement and you push that to failure and then use high intensity techniques to even take that beyond failure in some instances and then give the body ample time to recover then in my opinion, and you feed it properly and rest it properly, then that's that's the formula for optimizing growth. I think people that have a higher volume mentality lack nutrition um, discipline. Sure, sure, absolutely. I would agree with that. Most people don't want to eat right. Um, mm -hmm. You really get like, two types of clients, the ones that want to train their ass off and then go eat shit, and the ones that will clean up their diet, but they don't want to train hard. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's hard to find people that are do both. Yeah, And the people that do both, 
Isn't it odd how it usually always comes together for them? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so it's amazing. Yeah. Magic. I said with us, like Monday, Monday was back day, I think, and then we did um, was it three or four of us here, but we were supersetting everything, and I mean, getting through that those those two supersets, they were higher reps, but was back to back, right? And then I mean, by the time my turn was back around again, I was barely resting enough to go ahead and, oh, get, and yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. and. You know, when we say, if you say high reps, like let's say we're doing a set of 25. Right. It's not lightweight high reps. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like by the time you get to 20, then you got to pause for a second, you know, rethink your life choices, <laughs> get a couple more, and then hope to God you can get that last one before yep. you pass out. Grab yeah. a partner, help yeah. you through the last right. five. I mean, that's high intensity, but lower volume because we're in and out three to five guys in under an hour. Mm-hmm. And we never train longer than that. Houston's always got to be out by one. Right, yeah. Caleb's out by 10 till. Yep. And we're usually done before both those guys I say all last. most, the <laughs> absolute most we're in there is an hour and five, hour and 10 at the most. And that's because we got caught up talking about talking some about, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, volume. more To think that more is better, it's not about how more or how less it's finding the precise amount required to stimulate growth. And then once that is done, you leave it alone, feed it, and let it grow. Sleep is when the magic happens. Recovery is when the muscle grows. Nobody builds muscle in the gym. That's where you stimulate growth. The gym is where you pull the trigger. When you're sleeping at night with a belly full of good food, that's when the bullet fires. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Anything that's else all, that's always that? our, our tagline. Growth has been stimulated. Oh, yeah. Stop. <laughs> yeah, when we're crawling across the floor, Jason will be like, well, I think growth's been stimulated. <laughs> think I'm done. I think we're good. <laughs> all right. So we got through. That's our list of exquisite bullshit nominees, and we proclaim them all exquisite bullshit. So they win the award. And I have a feeling we're probably going to do more of these. Good. Because I think it I think fun. so. Right, it's a fun so, format. I'm going to, when, when you do the podcast, this needs to be like volume one. Okay. And we just need to keep up with that. So exquisite every time. Bullshit, volume one. Yeah. Ex, the Exquisite Bullshit Awards, volume one, because I'm sure we're going to come up with a lot more. And I'll bet you guys probably have one in mind out there, our listeners. And if you do, uh, please shoot it over to us, DM me or email me or whatever. And uh, we'll add it to the list of Exquisite Bullshit Awards nominees for the next volume yep. of yep. awards that will go out. Yeah, let's so, make, a, make a Facebook post. Be congratulations like. to all of our award winners today. Um, <laughs> let's see. Something you can if be we, really proud of. If yeah. we had to choose one, which one takes the cake? Well, I think it's individual. For me, Diet Zealots drive me absolutely fucking insane. My the, Anybody who's my way or the highway mm-hmm. and everybody gets this blanket program, they should be taken out back and beaten. Mm-hmm. Not, not literally, people. Don't, don't, don't cancel me, okay? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the, the degree one. That's sure. a good one, too. Yeah, because that's, that's insane. Just because, that's I mean, insane. there's so many good so coaches So many examples out there. of great coaches who've done great things that, you know, there are some that, you know, uh, John Meadows was in the banking and accounting field and loved bodybuilding and finally went to his wife and said, I'm leaving this well over six figures job, you mm-hmm. know, in a corporation with a suit and tie. I'm going to put on shorts and a t-shirt and go train meatheads for a living. It uh, worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, John. Unfortunately, he's not with us anymore, but, um, you know, that, that he didn't, he was not a registered dietitian. He wasn't degreed in this stuff. He just, uh, he was so involved in the trenches and learned so much and was such a bright guy and such a great guy and so inquisitive and in everything that he did. 
he was uh, wildly successful with it. So, you know, so if you're one of those people that thinks you have to be a registered dietitian or have a degree in nutrition, then I've got a long list of people you might want to contact and let them know they should no longer be in the business. <laughs> and that's going to leave a lot of excellent physique competitors without a coach yep. that were, you know, might be training for this year's Olympia. So I hope you're ready to, to take over and uh, know exactly what to do to get them uh, placed in top five. Well, the thing, the thing about it is you give me someone in any aspect of life that has a thirst and a passion to help people over someone who has a piece of paper. Oh, they, yeah. they may hate their job every day, but you got someone that goes to work that loves their job, wants to help people, wants to change their lives. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take that person hands down every single time. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yep, electrician you doesn't matter def- what it is. You yeah. can definitely tell the the people that are in it for the money versus yep. people who truly want to help people. Uh, when I discovered bodybuilding and training, I got completely obsessed with it. Literally within 30 days, I knew this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. This is this is for me. This is my thing, and that was 27 years ago. Wow, you're I've old. never looked bad. I'm an old fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? When I do that podcast later, I'm not the oldest one. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I'm you're a, the young guy. I'm right in the middle. Oh, okay. right in the middle. <laughs> Rob Rob Wolf's about to turn 50. Sean is 54, and I'm 53. Oh, so. there we go. So yeah, how old's the how old's the host? He's like some kid. He's like Kyle's like fucking 27 like oh, you <laughs> baby you can barely grow a beard actually he's got a decent beard so i'm sorry kyle i didn't mean <laughs> actually no he kyle's a great dude and it's to me you know in liberty and health look that up on uh youtube it's the the host's name is kyle and uh for what he does and the li- uh, the list of guests he's had that dude needs about hundred thousand subscri- uh, subscribers. Wow. So go over there and show him some love. But, uh, speaking of showing us some love, remember manscape.com, get yourself some trimmers, ladies, get one for your husband. You know, he needs it. You know, he'd like it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, code KGB 20 at checkout, get you 20% off and free shipping. Me and Ryan are both available for coaching. Go to robgoodwin.com and hit the coaching link. When you go to our official coaching page, all you got to do is select myself or Ryan in the drop-down menu and who you want to work with, and uh, we'll get right back to you. And would love to have you on our coaching list. Uh, I'm available on Instagram at Rob Goodwin Official, and you are Ryan Coach Gant, Coach Gant Seven. And do you want anybody <laughs> following you or like fuck these people? Yeah, uh, yeah. Leave me alone. Get off my lawn. Yeah, get off my damn lawn. <laughs> Ryan's just like, or Jason's just like, I'm just here to lift shit. All right. <laughs> like, I just want to work out. <laughs> all right. Is that good? We good? I'm good. I'm good. I think, I think so. we did. Well, yeah. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Will you guys come back and do this with me absolutely, some more? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Please. Yep. So I'm not like off into the weeds, making this shit up as I go along myself. <laughs> we'll see what the downloads are for this podcast. Maybe <laughs> this, if this one goes down way, like is way down there, well, maybe not. And then, you know, I hit stop and Nancy's like, how'd the podcast go? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> 15 minutes in, I just kind of blanked out, just kept talking and rumbling and mumbling. And I don't know what I said. So, and, um, and, um, <laughs> yeah, so, there's probably a lot of dead air or just meandering through a bunch of bullshit. But anyway, guys, uh, you know, I can't say this enough. We appreciate your support. Uh, just hit 55,000 downloads today. I just happened to check the stats and you guys are responsible for the success of this podcast. So thank you so much. Recommend us to a friend or an enemy or whomever. And uh, we're really trying to grow this and push this forward. So we really appreciate your support. And until next time, hopefully you guys want to get together next week and do another one of these. Sure.
Thursday's always good for me. All right. Well, it looks like we have a production schedule now. Awesome. So uh, check us out. Uh, you'll see a new episode dropping next week, and we look forward to sharing our bullshit with you guys. Until then, train hard, diet harder, and above all, have a fantastic day. See you guys. Later. <laughs>